0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 282, entitled Put Dynamic Content on Your Website. With the If So plugin. It was published on Thursday, the 9th of June, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley and just before we begin, I have one piece of housekeeping, just one this week, and that is to say, the Page Builder Summit 4.0, it is back. We've started advertising the whole thing. You can find it at pagebuildersummit.com. It begins on Monday the 20th of June and goes for five days, so ending on the 24th of June. I would highly suggest that if you're into building WordPress websites that you take a look. Go to pagebuildersummit.com summit.com have a look scroll down and you'll see the list of presenters and what their talks are all about although it is a page builder summit and we focus primarily on that there's a load of other things as well so we get into marketing and we get into seo and all sorts of different things have a look browse the speakers you'll find over 35 of them all experts in their fields It's completely free. We're going to be demoing their presentations for 48 hours completely for free, but put it in your diary. Go to pagebuildersummit.com and from there you will be able to get your free ticket. Sign up for free and join us and 35 industry experts to help you build better WordPress websites. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. That's go.me forward slash WP Builds, and we thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, what have we got on the show today? Well, we've got something a little bit interesting. Normally at the beginning of the show, I spend just a few moments outlining what's going to happen in the podcast, who we're talking to and so on. I'm going to dwell a little bit longer today, if that's all right with you, because we've got something a little bit special. I hinted about this in a tweet that I sent out yesterday, and so here is what it is. First off what is the ifso plugin well the ifso plugin enables you to set dynamic conditions and display dynamic content to different people on your website so for example imagine that you click on a particular link well that particular link that exact link sending somebody through to your website will enable you to display for example a banner at the top of the website if For example, they click in from a different country. You could show them something specific to that country. What about if they come on a particular date, say the Christmas season? Well, you could show them things around Christmas. The idea is that you set a condition and there are many, many to choose from. And then you set a result and there are many, many different permutations for that as well. The point being, it's almost limitless. You can set whatever you like and show whatever you like and you can get really creative. Well, Joseph Carmel is on the podcast today and he went the extra mile. He set up some of this stuff so that you guys can benefit and take part in what I think is a really, really great deal. Now, he's added a little bit of fun into it as well, but let me just outline the fabulous deal. You're going to be able to get 80% off the plugin, and you're going to be able to find that by going to the show notes. If you go to the show notes on wpbuilds.com, look for episode number 282. In there will be some links to the If So plugin. Click on that, and hopefully, if all things are working well, you will discover at the top of the IFSO website, a banner has been put talking about WP Builds. Now, it also has a countdown timer because this, this deal that he's given to us is limited in time. It's going to run out on the 23rd of June, so it's two weeks from when this podcast goes out. But what the thing that you've got to do is, it says, look for the genie lamp. Well, that's what you need to do. You need to hunt around on this page until you find something that looks like the genie lamp from the film Aladdin. And if you click on that and find it, you might need to click on it several times. There's a bit of a hint. If you click on that several times, you will be taken to a secret special 80% off limited time offer deal for WP Builds users. It's such an interesting and thoughtful thing for Joseph to do. I hope you don't mind me at the beginning of the podcast getting into that. But I hope some of you take him up on his offer because he's been exceptionally thoughtful and kind to going to the extra effort, which you'll see for yourself has obviously taken him quite a bit of time. The main event in the podcast is all about the plugin. We talk about how it works, what you can do, what you can't do, whether or not it's performance, all of that good stuff. i got to say Joseph's audio in places was a bit was a bit patchy, but I wouldn't worry too much. It's perfectly listenable. So I really, really hope that you enjoy this episode and I hope that some of you take Joseph Hop on his very intriguing and fun offer i hope you enjoy the podcast hello there and welcome to the wp builds podcast once again you've joined an interview episode today and on the line from israel we have joseph carmeli hello Hi hey, Nathan. This, I have to say, usually the podcast episodes we put them out, we record them, and it's ever so straightforward. This one, Joseph, has been a bit of an ordeal, hasn't it? This is our, I think, our third, perhaps even fourth attempt at recording the yeah, audio. Yeah. We've had crisis after crisis, but Joseph, to his credit, has stuck with it, and and here we are. And uh, first of all, quick question. Nothing about the general subject we're going to talk about today. This question's more about you. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and how come you're on a WordPress podcast?
1: Yes, I'm, um, my name is Joseph Carmeli. I'm 30, uh, say 38 years old, uh, married with two daughters. And uh, I started my my way in the digital marketing world about 10 years ago I was working in, uh, in a company and then a few years later I started my my own uh, business and offered digital marketing services, building websites and managing uh, Google Ads campaigns for uh, companies. And a um, um, f- few years later I started uh, IFSO, the WordPress Personalization Plugin and
0: that is what we're going to talk about today so just to give you some context we're going to be talking about customizing your website personalizing your website so that so that based upon different conditions different people will have a different experience. I guess one of the beautiful things about the internet is that not everybody has to see the same thing. And so that's what If So is going to do. Now, before the podcast begins, I'll give you the URL. It is www.if-so.com. So So that's if-so.com. And if you go there, um, you can browse around and get more of an idea of what the plugin does and how it all works. But that's going to be our endeavor today to tell us what it's capable of doing. But before we get into what the plugin can do, let's deal with why why we might want to even do this. So tell us why, in your opinion, Joseph, is there a need to have a personalized website? What's the point?
1: Well, clearly the point is to improve a uh, uh... A conversion rate and engagement. And uh, it's proven that uh, uh, as, as much as the, the content is more accurate and more tailored to the user, the conversion rate will be higher. But the problem is how you do it without a lot of efforts. And that's where, where If So, uh, as a personalization plugin, comes in. Uh, So the idea is that it allows you to change only some parts of your website, you don't need to change the whole website, uh, and and, and enjoy the, the improvement in conversion rate without big effort.
0: Okay, so the idea is we're showing different content to different people. And it's a plugin. You install it in the normal way. And as you might expect, the plugin comes with a bunch of settings and configuration options. And we'll delve into that in, in well, let's kind of get into that right away. So, first of all, briefly, describe the different things. Now, it may be that there are too many things to mention so it might be a good idea to just pick the top five six seven something like that things that you can do with the plugin to amend the the different layouts and the content that is presented to the user so pick your favorite bits the ones which you think are most impactful and all the while in the back of our minds we'll be thinking okay there's probably more that the plugin can do as well
1: yeah i would say the most popular uh, conditions or options options are first of all, the Google ads condition, and it's actually how I started if so. Um, I was managing a a Google ads campaign for companies and one of the company had their virtual uh, phone numbers and they wanted to uh, present different phone number to different campaigns in order to know uh, which campaign works best. And they had their phone numbers, but they didn't have the way to show, to actually display the, the different phone numbers to different users based on the campaign. And uh, th- that's how I started if so. Uh, first, it was it's, it's the first condition that, that we had. Uh, and uh, it allows you to change content on your website. In this case, it was the phone number, but to change content on the website based on the uh, query string or the tracking template field in Google ads. And once we had that, I thought, okay, why won't we change the subtitle or the title as well? Because back then, we had about uh, 10 or 15 different landing pages with slightly changes just to tailor the content to the user. And uh, using this option, once we had, we had if so, we were able to change only the subtitle and, and get the same result with minimum effort. If you need to change anything on the, on the landing page, you just change it once, but the, the old functionality stays the same.
0: Okay, just to just to interrupt you for a minute there, and I've probably this is quite an important distinction here. We're quite used to seeing on websites the option to change things. So I'm thinking multilingual websites. We're, we're quite used to seeing little flag icons in the top right-hand corner, for example, where if you are French, you can click the French flag, for example, and it will translate into French. And if you are speaking English, you can click the, the appropriate flag and so on. And all of that is done manually. You have to select it, but the important differentiator here is that there is the conditions that you're setting are kind of figured out automatically on the fly. So in this case, there's no interaction required by the user. They they in, The intention is that visitors to your site don't necessarily even know that there's different content being served up to them than somebody else.
1: Yes, there, there are different conditions and each one works a little bit differently. The geolocation a condition, for example, works on IP to um, uh, IP to location uh, database. So we just grab the user IP, and then you can show content based on the user IP. Um, so you don't need to do anything else apart from that.
0: Okay, so that's perfect. So okay, so we've done the we've done the most popular one, which you mentioned was the the way that you started the plugin, which was Google Analytics. What other ones have been popular?
1: Yes, the, the Google Ads. Um, Sorry, Google the, Ads, I apologize. Yeah, uh, Of course, the geolocation is, is very popular. Um, nice example of how, how we use it, we have a cooperation with uh, someone in Italy that makes a video and explain video tutorials about IFSO. So if a user from Italy enters the site, uh, a, a, enters a, a, a page on our website uh, that we have a video in Italy about, that someone else did, we have a small notification that say, want to learn about this feature in Italian, click here, and then it goes to his website. So the rest of the the, the users, they don't see this notification. And once we'll have more cooperation with other people in other languages, we will be able to just show the small notice box. And we don't have to translate the whole page, uh, which is of course, uh, we need a lot of efforts. And if you want to change anything after that, you need to send it to translator. So only small notice box, and we have the same. Uh, uh, we gain the same result at the end.
0: Okay, so geolocation is popular. I'm actually on your homepage at the moment, and about four fifths of the way down. Assuming that when this podcast airs, nothing has changed, you've got a section called the conditions, and let's focus on that for a little while. These are the these are the things that you can set, and we should probably say if so is is. The perfect name, really, because if a certain condition is met, well, then so do something else. And and that's the premise. If there's a condition, fire a particular action. And so the conditions that I can see listed are geolocation. So obviously, we're trying to figure out where in the world you are. And you make the point that the database that you're using goes down to country and possibly city level as well. Date and time. Um, you can imagine the scenarios that might be useful for. Schedule- uh, Sorry, carry on.
1: Yeah, that date and time, you can uh, uh, show uh, uh, content based on the business opening hours, for example. So if the business is open, you can say, we're open, um, uh, call us now. We are closing in 30 minutes, call now. Or we are closed, uh, send us a message, we will get back to you on Monday.
0: Oh, yeah, that's really interesting. When I was imagining the date and time, I was thinking more seasonal, like, okay, we're going to show this because it's coming up to a particular holiday, for example, Christmas or something like that. But yeah, that's really, that's an ingenious thought. I hadn't thought about putting... It's two different conditions
1: in it. So you have the start and end date, which is more what, what you described, and we have the schedule condition
0: got it okay so yeah schedule comes next on the page and that says schedule content according to the day the day time and week so that's the one you were describing where you could say for example we're we're closing in half an hour pick up the phone now kind of thing yeah okay got it um browser language is another one you can obviously swap out is in effect does if so enable you to do kind of multilingual websites is it is it capable of that or is it not perfectly no, aligned no. for that
1: no the, the whole idea, again, is, is just to change small parts on the website. For example, in the browser language um, condition, uh, let, let's think about a car rental company or car rental agency. And, uh, um, they have their the website all in English, and you don't want to translate everything. And, uh, when a tourist goes to, I don't know, to, to Greece, for example, he enters the, the website from Greece, so he's not in his own country, uh, but still it has a different language in its browser language, so you can display different recommendations. Say, this is a great uh, car agency, I really recommend it, and you see it in your own language. So it really grabs the user's attention and uh, you can gain trust.
0: Got it. I like that. There's a subtle difference. So it's not claiming to be a multilingual plugin, but you could change a little portion here or a little portion there in order to, like you say, grab some attention. This one I think is really powerful. This next one is Dynamic Link. It says, show specific content to visitors arriving from a custom link. So for example, if you arrived on... The in fact, I, I seem to remember you did this at some point. If you yeah. arrive on the if so homepage, having come from the WP Builds website, you will be presented with a well, whatever it is that you want to put there. It might be a WP Builds logo, and again, the the ways that you could manage that are really really interesting. G- give us some give us some insight into what's possible there.
1: I think in this example that I made for you a few years ago, I, I wrote a as recommended by, by Nathan on WordPress builds. So it just remind the users where they came from. Uh, you can also use it in cold emails. It's very, it's very nice if you send someone an email um, with the dynamic link, and then when it goes to your website, you can uh, change some of the content and show him that you, you made an effort for him
0: yeah, I mean, again, we can get into what you can put into these, what's possible to be output in a minute, but the dynamic link is specifically tied to a, a particular custom link. So you have to click this exact link to get that exact result, but you can also do um, domain or web webpage um, referral sources as well. So if mm-hmm. you came from my website or this particular page on my website, the same kind of thing is possible, but that's distinct from a particular link. That's quite nice.
1: Yeah, the, the dynamic clicking is actually a query string that you add at the end of the URL, so you, the, your page stays the same, only the the, the query parameter at the end, it, it, the, it makes the difference.
0: Yeah, okay, lovely. And then device type will load different content based upon what it is that you're viewing the website on. So, for example, if you're on a desktop, a tablet, and a mobile. I can see the technology behind that, but I'm just... As I'm sitting here at this moment, I'm struggling to see what I would do with that. Give me some use cases for that.
1: It's different than responsive uh, design. With responsive design, responsive CSS, then when the user is on mobile, it sees the content a little bit differently. But if so, it's a PHP solution, it works on the server side. So in some cases, for example, you have um, a module on your website that uh, takes it a lot of time to load. So you can just say, in mobile, I don't want to to load it because if so, if so, won't load the content.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, you have the ability to show different things to logged in users. I mean, the, the obvious advantages of that, I would have thought. Is this, could you, for example, run this as a sort of slim down membership system? Would it in a very, very loose sense be able to do that kind of thing?
1: Not really. We have integrations with the memberships plugins that, you can create the levels the levels of memberships there with the other extension, but with so you can show different content um, based on the membership level. We have integration with members, uh, some of them. I don't remember all of them.
0: Okay, so it might just be a case of showing something, I don't know, some kind of prompt to say you're now logged in or some different menu item that might be invisible to other people.
1: Yes, and we also have uh, an extension for it that, allows you to create custom profile fields. So you can ask the user, logged in user, you can ask him uh, gender, interest, whatever you want. And then uh, you'll have a condition inside if so to say, if the uh, user selected or uh, entered a certain value, then I want to show content. I believe it. it's a male or female.
0: Got it, got it, got it. Um, and then the next one is returning visitors. Again, I can imagine how useful this might be. I notice on your webpage, you make use of this again currently. Um, right at the top, it's there's a little image of somebody sitting on a, what looks like they're sat in front of a giant monitor and there's a bunch of speech bubbles around it. And it says that I've visited this particular page plus five times. So, again, I guess that you could, you know, you could show particular offers or something to somebody who keeps coming back and is clearly interested in what it is that you're selling. But you could pair that up with not logged in to sort of show things only to people who are returning but haven't yet purchased because they're not logged in, that kind of thing. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Time zone. Um, makes sense. We probably won't explore that one too much. Pages visited. Customize the content to visitors who have been visited a chosen web page on your website. What's that all about? How does, what, now, what are you meaning there? This one
1: beautiful. Let, let, let's think about our website, for example. Users can start a free trial, a 14-day free trial. So when they um, sign up for the free trial, they get to a thank you page. So I can say, okay, if the user has already visited the thank you page, I know that it's signed up for the free trial then I try it then my call to action won't be sign up for for a trial it can be something else it can be look at other features that we have or go pro and get a discount
0: if you visited this page do this particular thing yeah that's that's that is nice yeah that's great UTM parameters we've touched on a little bit but you can obviously assign all sorts of UTM UTM parameters and do lots of magic stuff with that. A-B testing comes next. Now, it strikes me that A-B testing is kind of the domain of entire plugins. You've got, you know, whole plugins which take this on. Is this kind of a fairly comprehensive solution to A-B testing? No, definitely not. Um, it's just something we added on the fly because we already
1: have the functionality and we have a, a built-in stats system in Ifso in that shows you how many times each version was displayed and you can also set a conversion. So for many users ask for it, for, ask for it. so we added an option to set up to four different uh, uh, variations and test them, but it's definitely not as good as A-B testing, but again, if you're only interested in A-B testing, you should look uh, for a different solution.
0: Got it. Okay, but it'll do. A, it'll do a, a decent job of showing a small variety of different things, depending on depending on what show. You know, you could show a, a red button or a blue button or something like that. You've also got yes. gone.
1: I'm saying that for some users, it's even easier to use it uh, than Google Analytics because Google Analytics is very complicated. So here, you just test one thing, and you get a simple stats: how many views, how many conversions. So many users preferred it in some. Aspect.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got other options. So for example, you could tailor a particular landing page based upon a search term. That might be quite nice. If you've got a red hot item in your e-commerce store, you could, you could direct them to a different looking page, which is designed in a different way, depending on what they search for. You've got IP addresses based upon IP address or cookies, or as you've described earlier, user roles as well. So there's absolutely tons of different things, but they're, they're all the conditions and the conditions you you set. Can you describe the experience to us? If I've installed, if so, as a plugin, obviously we're expecting some sort of settings page. How do I actually go about, Am I, am I clicking on buttons? Have I got fields that I need to select? How do I actually go through the process of making all this happen?
1: You just install the plugin, and then you create a new trigger. You click on the side menu, you will have a button, add a new trigger, and you'll have a new page with uh, version A. You set the condition, and you set the content using a tiny MCE editor, and then you have a default version that will be displayed if the condition is not met. And in the middle, you can add as many versions as you want if you want. If so, we'll first check the condition of the first content version, and if the condition is not met, it will check the condition of the next version. If none of them are met, the default version will be displayed. You click publish and then you receive a shortcode that you can paste anywhere on your website, anywhere that accepts a shortcode. And when the page loads, the condition will be checked and one of the content version will be displayed. It's, it's that simple. You don't need to do anything else.
0: So let me just run through that again, just so that to see if I've got that in my head. I set a condition which is either met or not met. If it is met, whatever is in the Tiny MCE editor will be displayed, and we'll come back to that in a minute. If it's not met, we move on to the next one, and we check that one, and whatever is in the Tiny MCE editor will be displayed. And it goes on and on and on. You could stack these up, add infinitum forever. And finally, there's a default. The default one is what will be displayed if, in the end, none of the conditions are met. Have I got that right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Right, and you can you can leave the default uh, blank if you don't want to show anything.
0: Ah. By so, right. Yes. Of course. That makes so sense.
1: So your site will be exactly the same, but only for some users they will see additional content. Okay.
0: So rather than modifying content, it's you could insert content or leave a particular thing off the web page altogether. I've got it. Okay. In terms of what you can put inside of that Tiny MCE editor, obviously you could write text. You could simply write hi there or what have you. But what what other things can you put in there? For example, I know that a lot of the people listening to this particular podcast, they, they like using their page builder. You know, they're into Beaver Builder or Elementor and they might have, I don't know, a saved row or something like that where they've designed it and it's really beautiful. Can you put things like saved rows in and, you know, short codes that might trigger a, a plugin to pop a calendar up or, you know, those kind of things?
1: Yes, yes, you can use the shortcode. It's, it's actually one of the main challenges that we have in uh, Ifso to uh, make it easy for all the users that uses uh, different page builders and different uh, third-party plugins to be able to use if So, so what we did first, we have, uh, if you're using Gutenberg or Elementor, we can talk about it later, then uh, we have, uh, you can create conditional Gutenberg blocks or elements directly in your page. But, but we'll talk about it later. For, uh, for the rest of the page builders, um, you can use shortcodes, and we also added a, a post ID shortcode, we call it. You can create your content in a new page, in a different page, and then using a shortcode to load this uh, the content of this page inside if so.
0: Okay, so you could put an entire page in. That's intriguing. Okay, so the essentially the design possibilities are limitless, so long as you can limitless. design it somewhere else. After a few minutes figuring out, okay, what do I put into that tiny MCE box? You'll be there and it should just work. So, okay, I've got how that works. Um, In terms of things like the page load, let's get on to that because I think people will be thinking, crikey, you know, if I put lots of these queries on a page, you know, I've got three or four different things happening on a page. What's your experience with that? I mean, how does it alter the page load? Is there any recommended limit to the amount of this stuff you try to put on a particular page?
1: Yes. First of all, it's very important to say that we we're doing um, maximum efforts to maintain the page loads as minimal as possible, and, and that's why we have a lot of extensions. Because each uh, new feature that we have, if we if we think that it's not uh, for all the users, we add it as an extension. So we keep the plugin very light. Um, Usually you won't feel the difference, but it changes from site to site, uh, depending on the server and the how, how the site builds. Um, many users are concerned about it and they, they're using uh, caching plugins. Um, so what what we did is uh, uh, we added an option to display the dynamic content after the page loads from the cache. It's the first option in the plugin setting. you just check it, and then the static content is displayed when the page loads, it, it displays from the cache. And uh, after a certain delay, maybe one second, usually it's about one second, even less, then the dynamic content is displayed uh, using an AJAX request.
0: Okay, so that was going to be another question. How do you deal with the cache? Because presumably, the more, does that situation that you've just described, does that overcome all caching problems that you've experienced, this little delay that you've implemented? Or yes, are there situations it, where it even that Fails. It
1: works automatically. It doesn't matter in which caching plugin or CDN or server cache you're using. If we recognize the cache, if it does it automatically, uh, then the, the content is displayed. Okay.
0: So um, in that case, you you know it may be that you want to use this judiciously. Is there any, like I said a minute ago, is there any kind of like limit that you have in terms of like one or two things on the page where you think, actually, this is overkill. You know, you've put 15 things on there. This is ridiculous. Slow down.
1: Yeah, 50. I haven't met someone that that used 50. We use Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, triggers uh, in if on our homepage, about 15 20 and it loads uh, it loads great and um, it really depends on how the site is built how many versions you have in each trigger um, but but usually you want you want in, in the standard usage you want the the effect on the page load is insignificant
0: yeah okay let's talk about the the different ways that you've decided to implement this obviously you've got the plugin, Settings area where, as we've described, you can set all these conditions, and you can do that with any WordPress website at all. That will just work, and you can drop the short code, which is the result of all of that labor, drop the short code into the part of the page, and if so, will take over displaying that dynamic content based upon the conditions. But you've um you've obviously decided that there's different ways that people are interacting, so you've got an Elementor widget, um, and you've also got a Gutenberg block now. If you're using either of those elemental widget or Gutenberg block does that mean you don't need to visit the settings of the the plugin is everything handled inside the block or the widget or is it just a quick way of dragging in instead of using a shortcode how do they work
1: It works the Gutenberg uh, conditional blocks is a part of the core plugin so uh, you just when you install the plugin uh, if you create your uh, content using gutenberg you can click any block and or, or group of blocks and on the side menu on the gutenberg side menu you will see an if so section with the conditions you can set the condition and if the condition is met the block will be displayed if not then not you can also set default content there and uh, decide if you want to load it with ajax or to assign audience. We'll talk about the audiences later, I think. Yeah. It's the same for Elementor, but for Elementor, you need to um, download an extension, which is similar to it's just another plugin that you install on your website, and then the the same functionality that I described for if so, uh, for Gutenberg will be applied on Elementor as well.
0: Okay, 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 that's great. Thank you. Now, you mentioned that in order to keep the plugin as lightweight as possible, some of the functionality has been... Uh, Stripped out rather than having everything inside the core plugin, you've got these extensions and different integrations and so on. And you can find this over if you click the add ons button at the top of the website in the menu, it's the towards the right of the menu. You've got uh, four different extensions which add additional functionality. So you've got the audience self selection form, the trigger events, the if so CSV and the custom user profile fields. We'll deal with those in a minute. And then you've got a bunch of integrations with third-party, different plugins. So there's a couple for WooCommerce, MemberPress, Wishlist Member, WP Job Manager, uh, Restrict Content Pro. Wow, there's quite a lot of the um, the membership ones in here, isn't there? Paid Memberships Pro, Affiliate WP, EDD, Easy Digital Downloads, uh, Weglot, LearnDash, and, and there's a few extra things on that page. Do you just want to tell us what the... Let's go through the extra functionality extensions first. What does the, what does the audience self-selection form do?
1: Audiences, um, when you set a condition with if so, um, so many of the conditions only works on the landing page, for example, referral source or dynamic link. Um, but many users want to keep showing dynamic content through the whole user's uh, journey on the website. So what we did, we have two different options for this. First is the recurrence option, which is a part of each uh, trigger or each version, you can uh, set the recurrence to on, and then if this tri- if the user encounters the tri- this trigger again on the website or on the same page or on a different page, then the same the last version that the user saw will be displayed again, and that's the recurrence. Okay. But if you want to show different content but to the same uh, user, you can also assign him to an audience. You create the audiences uh, before. And then you can say if the condition is met or if the user has visited a certain page, then I want to assign him to an audience. And on other places, on other pages' triggers, you can set an audience condition and say if the user is a part of the audience X, then I want to show dynamic content.
0: So that's really interesting. So what so the user can decide for themselves so on on the on the website i'm looking at your implementation of this and you've you've gone for a kind of gender thing you've gone for a, a male female button that you can pick and then on your journey throughout the website or maybe just on a particular page that condition will be polled and it will display potentially display different content based upon whatever it was that they selected interesting
1: Yes, we actually have a a new example that we just uh, made. We need to upload it to the website. And we ask users to use Gutenberg Element or other page builder. And then on other places, we will be able, when they read the blog or the documentation page, we will suggest content that is relevant for them.
0: Oh, this is fascinating. This could be really powerful, couldn't it? So depending on, I don't know, let's say that you've got a, a website which deals with two or three different types of products... They're very distinct. It might be that right at the outset, you just want to say, look, are you here for cars or are you here for whatever it might be? I don't know, motorbikes or something. And from that moment on, I've selected cars, all the motorbike stuff is left and trashed, and I get to see the car. That's that's really ingenious. I've never seen that before. Is that unique? Did you come up with that? Uh, yes. I don't know if it's unique, but, uh, but yes. That's...
1: We have ifso for four years now, and we always we get requests from users, so we improve the plugin constantly, and uh, it's really
0: alive. And how 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 are you imagining that would be implemented? You know, I'm imagining some sort of like. Obviously, you want to put that front and center, and you want to make it obvious that that there's a choice to be made here. Look, it would it would really help your journey through this website if you took the time and selected one of these options. On your demonstration, it's just a kind of like a drop down field at the beginning of the of the page, and so you decide at that point. But obviously that's a contrived example. We we know we visited that page in order to test this functionality out. Are you imagining this as some kind of almost like cookie pop up or just floating at the bottom of the page, just something getting in, you know, getting in your face so that you can make a decision at the outset?
1: Yes, also, of course. Well, (laughs) there are so many features, but uh, if you already talk about it, then we also have an option to display each uh, if so trigger as a pop-up. So all you need to do is to add a a parameter to the... uh, You need to uh, download the trigger events extension, of course, and then you can just add a a parameter to the trigger shortcode, and the the content of the trigger will be displayed as a pop-up. So you can combine all of the options I mean, each one uses if so differently on the website. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's very hard to tell the like, yeah. the ideal way. I think
0: that's absolutely fascinating. So, okay, that that deals with audience and their their ability to self-select what they're going to see. Uh, then maybe just oh yeah, please
1: one, yeah. one more you, you can you can combine um, the audience self-selection. You can ask several questions as well. You don't have to ask one. You can combine combine the, the questions with the user interaction with the site, we also have, you can also assign or remove users from the audience using a short code that you can paste on on a landing page or the thank you page, for example. So the users can say one thing, and then when it keeps the journey on the website, you can change the, the, the audience is assigned to without even, I got know. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's ah, fascinating. Okay, and the next one on your extra functionality is trigger events. And it says display the content of your dynamic triggers to users only after they take specific on-page actions. What What is that? How is that different from the, the one that we've just talked about?
1: This one is the one that allows you to, first of all, um, show the trigger as a pop-up or to show the content of the trigger after a certain action that the user has a is done on your website, it can be a click on an, on an element, or um, a time that uh, passes from the uh, the time the page uh, loads. So after 30 seconds, if you see an activity, you can display a pop-up or display content. Or if the user scrolled, and of course, it, it's together with the condition, you won't show the content to everybody, you set the condition, but the, the conditional version will be displayed only on the after the on-page event,
0: and then the you've already mentioned the custom user profile fields, so it enables you if you use if so to to add additional fields to user profiles, which could be really you know useful. You might want to get certain data about whether they are cat lovers or dog lovers or whatever it may be. And you've also got the if so CSV, uh, the ability to upload and presumably download. Is this simply a way of saving time? You know, rather than using the UI of if so, if you can. If you figured out a way to do this in a in a spreadsheet, is that what that's all about? You can just manage it more easily from a spreadsheet if that's your way of doing things.
1: Uh, it's not only that. It's mm-hmm. fir- first, it's that if you have a lot of dynamic version, it's very hard to create a trigger with ten or fifteen versions and then to manage the content with the if so interface. And uh, uh, that's one. And the second. Uh, it start to affect the to, it starts to affect the page load so what we did we created a C, this csv extension which is a different way to create the dynamic content it, you can create um uh, thousands of dynamic versions and it won't affect the page load it works a little bit differently from the standard figure um so it's very useful uh, for users that use the google ads condition sometimes they have um, Dozens of different versions or uh, the geolocation to different cities or different countries. You can display the country flag or uh, say greet the user for, from each different country. So you have a lot of versions and the CSV is, is perfect for that. It's very, very simple. You just select the condition and the, the conditions values you add in column A and the dynamic content in the rest of the columns. And for each column, you get a shortcode that you can paste on the website and the uh, one of the fields will be displayed.
0: Got it. So it's not a way of saving things that you've already done. It is a way of managing things. And then you upload that CSV file, and that then takes over the job of uh, uh, d- putting the conditions in and displaying the results from that. Got it. Okay, that's that, that makes sense. Do you... Does it... So if I upload a CSV, is the CSV... How to describe this... Does the do the options that were in the CSV go into the if so UI, or if I wanted to change anything, would I have to modify the CSV file and then re-upload it and overwrite what I had previously?
1: No, no, you can do it on the website. We have an interface that uh, resembles to the to Excel, and uh, yep. most of the the actions you can you can do it. You can drag, you can copy and paste,
0: change content. Okay, okay. So you can do things much more straightforward. It strikes me that that would probably be the way that I would choose to work with it. I think once I'd got used to the plugin and what the where everything went and which columns I was supposed to be using, especially if I was managing all sorts of things, you know, like you've described geolocation or Google Analytics, there might be many, many, many different options which are available yeah that's a oh yeah that's an interesting yeah i got it okay so that's another option as well so i think that deals with the extensions and integrate the extensions but the integrations as we said they're broadly around woocommerce membership websites affiliates easy digital downloads and so on anything you want to add about the integrations that you're particularly proud of before we move on
1: I think the WooCommerce and the easy uh, digital downloads the uh, integrations are very interesting. You can show content if the user has purchased a certain product or spent total uh, uh, amount of uh, dollars on your website. Um, if the user uh, has purchased a certain product, you can offer a different product, you can offer a discount, you can say uh, add another one get a discount, upsell, cross sell
0: the the possibilities are kind of limitless there yeah that's that's really interesting do you do you have any obviously you've got these integrations and so on i'm just wondering if there's any roadmap integrations specifically around integrations do you have any that you're working on at the moment which might be of interest
1: yeah, i think the the next most significant one will be a uh, hubspot integration ooh uh, we're working with we still don't know what we will be able uh, capable of of doing but uh, Hopefully, you will be able to uh, display content based on the uh, your the user's data that you have on HubSpot.
0: Yeah, nice. That is nice. Uh, and in terms of more broadly the roadmap, not tied to integrations, what other features are you going to be adding?
1: We want to add more options, uh, same as we did with Elementor and Gutenberg, to add it to other um, page builders. I think that's, that's our main... Uh, main target now
0: yeah there's so many different options in terms of page builders nowadays it's hard to keep up but there's um you know there's beaver builder and there's bricks and divi and oh, yeah. breezy and, and all each of these. yeah each one is a bit different yeah, yeah it's hard <laughs> hard to keep up but it's uh, it's really nice that you're doing that hard work now we should say that there's, I don't exactly know how I'm going to put this in the podcast when it finally gets out there, but there's there's something sort of lurking on your website which you 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 want to share with our our listeners. Do you want to tell us about your little genie? Because I just think this is such a f- superb little example of what's possible with the plugin. Now, little caveat. Um, Hopefully the stars will align and Yosef and I will have collided and made sure that this all works. But if you're listening to this podcast episode way after it was first released, you may well perform the actions that we're about to describe and not get the expected result because, you know, you might be listening to this podcast in the year 2027, who knows? So there is that little warning, but do you want to just tell us what you've got there
1: Yeah, when we talked before the podcast, you suggested that we uh, make a a discount to all the listeners. And I tried to think about uh, something that would be interesting, that will be different, and that will combine, if so, uh, as a live example. And what we decided to do is to add a small genie lamp in our footer and uh, you need to click it three times only if <laughs> only if you know that you need to click it three times you will click it and then you get to the plans page and get a 50 percent uh, discount now and sorry what you we, carry on go on we use if so uh first of all we can use if so to allow these options only to users arriving from the links in the bottom of the podcast or uh, uh what what we did is uh we use the cookie condition, so once you click three times uh, on the on the Gini lamp, we add a cookie, and then when you go to the learn, uh, plans page, we say, okay, if the cookie exists, then I want to show the 50% discount. Yes. And we also added a shortcut that removes the cookie, so if you refresh the page, you won't see the discount again. You need to click the lamp three times again.
0: I just think this is such a perfect example of how it works. So let's just be clear on the magic that you could create here. So Basically, we're talking about an Easter egg. Something is completely in plain sight on the website, but nobody knows what it's going to do. So there's a there's a tiny little icon. Well, I say it's tiny. It's fingernail-sized. Right at the bottom of the website, you'll have to write to the bottom of the website near the footer. So underneath the menu, there's a, there's a WhatsApp icon and a Twitter icon. And right on the right is a little genie lamp. And, you know, it's innocuous. If you click on it, nothing much happens. It bounces, but nothing much happens. But if you click it a second time, again, nothing happens. But if you click it a third time, it's brilliant. It takes you to a page where you can obviously avail yourself of a discount. Now, the odd, the, the other thing that you mentioned there is this could be completely... Um, used only by people who've come from the WP Builds website. So, you know, the genie lamp simply doesn't show unless you came. And even then, you might not know what to do with it. So I just think this is such a marvellous tool for creating like a viral viral loop. People saying, oh, I found something. You know, I've got an e-commerce website and I've discovered that if you click on this thing, you get 25% off. It just feels like such a great way to create... A viral, a viral campaign by putting Easter eggs on your websites. Bravo, I think that's brilliant. Thank you. And it's it's a part of a broader idea
1: of um, suggesting or offering local uh, discounts. Or on local holidays or let's say you have a product which is expensive and you see that you have a lot of traffic from India and from places but the conversion rate is very low, you can decide that you make the the discount only in India, only in Africa, in places where the, the currency is a little low and you know, gain money from this traffic
0: as well. Yeah, it's a really, really ingenious, um, ingenious solution. I was really beguiled by it. So, Joseph, first of all, thank you for offering that, um, and secondly, just a, a brilliant idea. But the the complication of this plugin is is. Sublime, you know, you could do an incredibly large amount of different things. I feel like an hour on a podcast, we, we can't do it justice. We've, you know, we're sort of 45 minutes or so in and we're not going to be able to sc- go into all the detail. All that we can do really is scratch the surface and give you some impression of what's possible. And so that's what we've hoped to have done. Loads of conditions, loads of possibilities. And this is one of those plugins where the the only limit to what's possible is your creativity really. And, and I was wondering, do you have a community of people? Is there a place where we can go and share, if you like, recipes for the different things that might be possible? Do you have your own recipes already built that people can make use of?
1: This is something we're working on now to make a, a, a ready-to-use content library that you can just, even now you can import and export triggers. So we're, we're working on preparing the content to users So they only need to import the the content and then maybe make some changes and they have the dynamic uh, conditions ready. And uh, we have a Facebook group and uh, I, I, I'll be more than glad if people can can share content there and maybe we will add it to the content library as well.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I feel that um, having a library of different things that you can import and then see how that was built is really useful. But also it's kind of nice to, to mix with people who have built these kind of things before and they can share their expertise and tell you why why, why it's not working or what it is that you might do to achieve a better result. That's brilliant. Before we finish, is there a particular place where we should go, apart from the IfSo website, which we mentioned right at the start, is there any place where we should go if we want to contact you directly?
1: You can email me at joseph at ifso.com, or you can send... the. Yeah, I think it's it's the best way.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. So um, hopefully, I I just
1: I write Joseph with E and F.
0: Yes. Yes. I will make that really clear. So it's J E S E F. Uh, sorry, not J E J O S E F, and um, and so you can make sure to get that correctly. In but I'll put the I'll put the email in plain text on the website as well. So Joseph from If So, thank you so much for talking to us today. I really appreciate it, and really appreciate you sticking with us through the technical gremlins that we had over the last month or so. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It was my pleasure. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. It was very nice chatting to Joseph about his plugin, if so. As I said at the top of the show, if you're interested in taking Joseph up on his really quite generous offer and having a bit of fun in the process, tracking down what it is that you need to do to make that happen, head over to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 282 and use the links in the show notes to make it all happen. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24 7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP Builds. That's go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, like I said at the start of the show, head over to pagebuildersummit.com. Get yourself signed up. We'll see you on the 20th. I'll be back for a podcast episode before then. We've got one more before the actual summit starts. But go and get yourself signed up. Go and see which presentations you'd like to view and stick them in the calendar. That's all I've got for you this week. See you next time. Maybe we'll see you on the This Week in WordPress show, which is live on Monday. Bye-bye for now. Stay safe. Cheesy music fading in.